I have like they know it's me, Alan Smith, but we publish the result of today's paper on uh, Wednesday, March the 29th. Uh, so front page of paper today is just a big um, headline. Please, uh, dear new First Minister, it's uh, like a letter to Hamza Yusuf, uh, please duel the A96 and dinner wreck our island gas sector. And it says, um, a press and journalist plead to Yusuf on first day in office uh, the problems he must fix to build support in the northeast. East, as are just bullet points. And uh, the first casualty of SNP's new regime as Kate Forbes quits. She certainly didn't hang about long. And uh, full coverage of a historic day at Hollywood is all through the rest of the paper. So um, I think, uh, yeah, he's going to have a big, big uh, entry. And uh, obviously the Northeast feels a bit aggrieved about, uh, you know, if it's happening with the island gas sector. And, uh, you know, certainly that's, uh, the roads is, is a big uh, problem for them. Um, the Aberdeen to Inverness Road, and it's, uh, I mean, some bits are beyond a joke, but uh, obviously it costs a hell of a lot of money to duel it. But, you know, I personally think if the if the duel's mere bits, so it's, uh, maybe near the hell thing, but if there was mere bits, it, but it's easier to duel, um, you know, that would make a big difference for folk to get um, up and doing a bit quicker. But uh, some bits would be awful difficult, I think, so, you know, but again, they to get, uh, compulsory purchase folks' hooses and stuff like that, as I said, the road. Um, but some batches like it's uh, again open, you wouldn't be annoying anybody if you if you did a dual carriage with Betty. So, um, we'll see if they can come up with it. But, um, yeah, he's going to be a busy, busy man, and I'm sure uh, the PJ and other folk for the Northeast will be on his case, uh, right for the off, like they have been here. So, we'll see. Good luck, Clem. Now, here's a brainy broth money, bags of mastermind final place. So, a uh, Fraser Brothers James Davison has made it into Mastermind Grand Final after powering through a thumping headache to qualify. Uh, the 29-year-old alpha by Aberdeen New dazzled audiences when he appeared on the show in January to answer questions about Nicole Kidman. <laughs> um, he came out on top, securing a place in the semi-finals, and his next appearance in the semi-finals was shown on Monday. He answered questions on a monarch for very little was kind about until recently, Queen Anne. Well, I can't made off a good furniture, I think. Um, anyway, James notched up nine points in the first round, which was all about the monarch. Uh, he answered various questions on her reign between 1702 and 1714, but he was third out of four contestants as the deciding general knowledge round got underway. Uh, and at Fitzmaier, he revealed he was battling a thumping headache as he took his place in the famous leather armchair. Uh, but the brainy Brochman managed to correctly answer questions on Italian regions, Idris Elba, Captain Pugwash and Cognac, as he more than doubled his overall score to 20. Uh, it was a barnstorming performance, but James couldn't hide his shock as the results were announced. Uh, the runner-up scored 19, meaning he just pipped up to the post. Uh, the grand final was filmed in November and will be screened in the coming weeks. Uh, and the, his specialist subject the next time, it'll be Emperor Augustus, the first Roman emperor who reigned from 27 BC until his death in AD 14. Um, so, well, there you go. That was also a, a very clever man indeed. And, um, you know, good luck to him uh, for the final coming up. But obviously it's been, <laughs> been filmed already, so he'll can it. But the rest of us will have to wait and see if, you, if you're a mastermind fan. But you know, me personally, when I was uh, younger, I thought it was like, horrendously difficult. But uh, I think it's maybe been uh, dumb doing a bit of, or either after I've got 
extremely smart in my old age. Um, maybe a mixture of both, but I think uh, some of the questions are a lot easier than fit I remember than we used to be a year ago. So anyway, good luck to him. I hope he did well in the final. And, um, you know, a good advert for Aberdeen and we'll get the clever folk like that on the TV. Now here's the Bobby's Act Over School Hill Pedestrian Zone Offender. So uh, if you drive through the School Hill Pedestrian Zone, you could end up with three points on your licence and a £100 fine, uh, Bobby's have confirmed. Uh, officers are currently conducting high visibility patrols of the area due to concerns about the number of vehicles ignoring restrictions. Uh, according to street signs at School Hill put up in January, only walkers and cyclists are allowed to enter the zone if they backwind uh, to Flower Mill Lane. It's also marked out with big black punters. The only exception is for uh, vehicles loading for half past four in the afternoon until 11 o'clock in the morning. Yet despite the new rules, a lot of vehicles have been reported driving through. Uh, last week, the P&J's time-lapse camera recorded more than 200 cars, vans and lorries in just one day. Oh my God. Yesterday morning, uh, Bobbies were flagging doing vehicles as soon as they came into the zone. Uh, they then engaged in extensive conversations with the drivers they stopped. Um, so the the Bobby's boss, uh, David Parson, Chief Inspector Parson, said uh, they were aware of a number of concerns. And he says uh, the Police Scotland have enforcement powers for vehicles contravening traffic signs and restrictions in this new zone. Uh, so they can get a fixed penalty, uh, which could be three points on £100, um, which I'm sure nobody would want. But hopefully they're just educating folk just now and, uh, you know, getting them to pay attention to for the signs and everything I say and, and you know we have to get up to that bit of letting uh, run a long way that's uh, just the top and bottom out and uh, you know I think a school hall be quite a good place to have a pedestrianised zone in because it's a, a fine uh, a lot of folk would cut through for Union Street and come out there and um, yeah that's fine you know white pavements and if it's pedestrianised they could uh, certainly get tables and hang out there in a fine, fine summer days and Market Mayor Cosmopolitan, and it is, and obviously leads up to Marshall uh, uh, College and everything like that, and uh, to the, the Council headquarters, which is a tremendous building. So, you know, a lot of folk milling about here would be a good thing, you would think. So, yeah, here's hoping that um, the Bobbies do their job and didn't find folk too much initially, but, um, you know, they didn't pay attention. Maybe that's what I'll have to come to. I certainly will be avoiding the city centre because I wouldn't care far about the bus lanes and far as the new but is, um, I think just the safest thing is get the train in. Or, now that I've got my free bus pass, I can get the bus in with the... Uh, it's about an hour and a half on your journey, but never mind. Now here's a plan to bring a Belmont back to life in the summertime. So this is uh, Aberdeen's Belmont Film House, we've certainly spoke about a couple of times on the Doric Express. It uh, could be brought back to life this summer and could be run by folk fighting for its future. Former manager Dallas King addressed campaigners at the Blue Lump on the Gallagher on Monday night. Uh, Mr King, for his helping lead rescue efforts, was so shocked when he heard about the cinema's closure, he rested down to see what was happening. When he arrived, he found the locks being changed and the P&J was there capturing the sad moment. Addressing a crowd of 80 folk for a stage in the pub, Dallas outlined how the Belmont Filmhouse could come back to life. Um, he said he had no idea so many folk believed in the Belmont. Um, Aberdeen City Council owns the building but is still in the hands of the administrators. A feasibility study has been taking place in recent months looking at models that would work best for the cinema. It will soon be complete and the council yesterday told campaigners that a report will be with officers next month. Um, after that it will go to the authorities finance committee on May the 17th when it could be decided to put the building out to tender. The audience heard that at that point the Save the Belmont Cinema campaign group 
will be bidding to take it on as a community trust. It's uh, too early to say fun it could reopen, uh, but there are hopes it could be in time to screen some of our blockbusters. Um, but he's on uh, Dallas King's under no illusions about the challenges of running a cinema in this day and age. Um, he says the last time I was in, there were three of us there. Sometimes we had the cinema to ourselves. The campaigners have several ideas about how to bring in extra cash and save the Belmont has now launched its own website. Secretary Gwen Smith revealed that their work was included looking at what, will, at what cruise ship passengers will do when they come to Aberdeen and how a resurgent cinema could link on with efforts to revive Union Street. They've also been taking lessons from independent venues like the Montrose Playhouse. So, well, certainly be looking to be the focus here as a good turnout for a meeting. And, um, you know, I suppose it's just picking, picking the right films to show. is obviously a key thing. And, um, you know, folk are, for the going to Belmont are putting something different than they went in the blockbusters and multi-million, billion-dollar films that's on it, the other places. Um, so, yeah, they just need to... See if it folk, you know, would win to get to Belmont and see and try and get as much of that on as they possibly could. But, you know, for me, it would be some good old eh, black and white films or like maybe hey, like some just British scenes for like a month or something like that. And then be all American scenes. And, you know, Aubrey would win different things, I suppose. But um, I'm sure there's a lot of clever folk here. They'll come up with something. And, uh, yeah, some good ideas. So hopefully it gets back up and going because it's, you know, not that I was a big frequenter of the place, but I did gang a few times and, uh, yeah, I liked it. So, good on them for keeping it, they're trying to keep it going. Now here's a tune to get major consumer brands, and this is uh, Bunkery. It uh, will no longer be left a hen with plans for a new Lidl, a Marks and Sparks food shop and a Starbucks drive through in the town now approved. Uh, developers have been given the go-ahead to start work on the site at Hilla Bunkery in the Tesco supermarket. Kunstler's yesterday heard that the major names are all poised to put pen to paper with deals dependent on planning permission being granted. Uh, an as yet unnamed garden centre and a home bargains would also feature in the scheme. Uh, the scheme was unanimously backed during the meeting of the Mar Area Committee yesterday morning. Uh, Bunkery and mid-deside councillor Eileen Durno took her colleagues on a trip doing memory lane as she reflected on the change in face of the deside tune. Um, she said, when I was younger, we shopped locally at shops like Spar and Mason Bunkery, and then we went to places like Fine Fair and Aberdeen for bigger shops. There's a perception that we have always been left behind, and people travel to West Hill or even in Brewery to use stores like these. Uh, this is a natural progression for a growing community, which is very true. I mean, Bunkery's a fair size of a place. It could certainly have more uh, shops than it has. Um, Aberdeen Sir Council received 14 objections to the plans, while seven folk wrote letters of support. Many raised concerns about the impact on local traders. But the independent retail experts appointed by Aberdeenshire Council concluded that central stores and cafes would suffer only minimal losses. They said supermarkets in West Hill and Aberdeen were more likely to see a drop in trade. Um, developers Bunkery Estates last week told us that construction would begin this year if it was approved and all, uh, all going to plan the stores could be opened by next summer. Well, that would be some ease and um, certainly Bunkery could... Um, could stun, you know, here and all those things there, because it's uh, a big catchment area, if you think around about Bunkery, I mean, there's like, you know, Tarfans, Lomfan and Abain, and our folk would come down and visit all these places, I'm sure, so, yeah, it sounds like um, Bunkery's uh, not going to be in the wilderness one anymore, so, good on him, and, he, well, fingers crossed it doesn't affect the, the centre of the village too much, because I was where, um, uh, dropping snockery jocks, oat cakes and stuff off to 
Sheridan's in the boots are there, and I noticed there isn't one or two more places boarded up. So certainly, if I went to see in a place like Bunkery, because it's um, you know, in the summer days it's just like hoaching with folk out for a run. So uh, you hope it doesn't go any worse. But yeah, they could certainly stand a, an injection of a new places. I think. No, I'll just uh, finish up with sport as normal, and uh, well, I can we say, back page is just a uh, super Scots rain over Spain, so um, uh, fantastic result for Scotland last night to beat Spain 2-0 at Hamden. Um, you know, I, I was, uh, Dini Doric Express, when, it, when the match was on, and I, I flicked across and seen it was 2-0, and um, so about 20 minutes to go. Oh God, you just fear for the worst, and then six minutes extra time, but no, no, they held on, and um, I think they were good value for their win, so uh, tremendous result, and it gives them a, you know, Mayor's in a fighting chance of qualifying now for the for the Euros next year. So fingers crossed they, they keep it going in June for the next couple of games is and um you know, if they win that do then be hard to, to stop I think the top two games through to the um tournament. So surely they've get themselves a, a tremendous chance, but absolutely well done to them. So uh, come on Scotland. Oh, and just uh bracket news this after names on the wireless Neil and go to Barry Robson is going to be Biden on as a Aberdeen manager until the end of the season, so I guess my chance to look for somebody else, but obviously he's doing a pretty good job so far. Um, won the last three games, you know, put him back up to fourth, just uh, near enough a lot of points ahead, Hertz in third, and, you know, the way things are going, Hertz are faltering a bit, so every chance they could uh, get back up to third, which is the very least you would expect for Aberdeen, but we'll see how it goes, you know, ongoing, but... Uh, so far, so good, it seems to be. So, uh, come on, Aberdeen, as well. Now, that's me done for the announcement. We've got the series of today's President Donald on Wednesday, March the 29th, 2023. So, um, just the greatest of days again today. Pretty, pretty mochy, black and uh, odd shoe or something like that. It's not been, not been fantastic. Pretty nippy and ass. So, um, fingers crossed we're on an upward curve till the end of the week. I sincerely hope so. Um, anyway, thanks very much for listening to this podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. And as ever, if um, you can, somebody for you think might uh, like to listen to it or uh, one of the back uh, episodes, please let them care about it and um, get them to tune in as soon as they possibly can. The mayor, the merrier. And, um, you know, we've got a. I seem to be a bit of a, a, an increase this last couple of months, I would say. So definitely a. A few more folk uh, listening, you can see by the numbers that I see, so um, that's fantastic. But um, yeah, if you can, anybody, hammer abroad, let them care about it, and um, you know, they can log in and, and muck up their own minds. In the meantime, thanks very much. Cheers now. Toodaloo.